Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Someone's like, you didn't even come from the streets, and that's the whole issue. Yeah, I saw a mashup with all the John Morant news and the end of 8 Mile. Eminem saying, you know, this is Clarence, and Clarence came from a real good marriage in private school and all this stuff. It was a great little mashup. It was a funny video. But maybe that's what's messing with John Morant. John Morant is like rejecting this, hey, I might have my act together image. So I need to muddle it up. I don't, I don't, I, again, I don't understand it. I, I just can't even relate to it. No, and it's almost not important who relates to it anymore. It's about him saving himself from whatever whatever demons have taken him to where he is now. What's crazy is he saved. He's like, it's already happened. Like, all you got to do is not fall backwards into the pool. No, but if, if he's behaving as he has been of late, then he's not saved and he needs saving. And he's going to have to be part of that. I don't know how much the NBA is going to tackle this. I don't know how much Memphis is going to tackle it. I don't know how much law enforcement is going to tackle it. You know, but one way or another, he's got to come out of this with this episode in his rearview mirror. Otherwise, it's never going to go away. I know whose fault it is. It's Dylan Brooks. If anything goes wrong with the Grizzlies, just blame Dylan Brooks, right? Somehow, I'm going to let that one pass. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we had Tim Kewen on on Friday to talk about Dylan Brooks and him wanting to be a villain. I guess Jaws taking that just a scotch too far these days. Again, I I think he's a, an incredibly electric, imaginative, entertaining player. There's no reason for any of this to be happening. And as soon as he realizes that, the easier his life gets. And hopefully he can uh, come back and play again. But I don't think we've heard the last of this. Because if this is guns in a locker room... And given the fact this has all come on a road trip, where the hell are they? What is he stashing them? You telling me that John Morant is stashing his guns in a car outside of the stadium before he goes inside the stadium? Or he's leaving them behind the wheel of the third dumpster over there? There's just no way. There's no way. If he's got them on him, he's got them on him. And if he's got them on him in an NBA locker room... He's in a world of trouble if the NBA can find out and prove that he's been doing that. So it is something to keep an eye on for sure. Anthony Lamb, by the way, is someone that I guess you won't be putting your eye on again unless a roster spot is created 
and he is signed because Anthony Lamb has reached the limit of his two-way contract. He's played 50 games, the max that a player on a two-way can play in a single season. He can't play another regular season game and is ineligible for the postseason. The Warriors have one open roster spot left and convert Lamb's deal into a fully guaranteed deal, and that would get rid of any limitations. Steve Kerr, post-game last night, had this to say about the much-maligned and debated Anthony Lamb. I'd like to have Lamb on the roster. He plays an important role for us because he connects a lot of lineups with his ability to space the floor and, and shoot the three. And then he, you know, he just plays the way we've always played with, you know, 0.5 basketball, make a quick decision, drive it, pass it, shoot it. And then he's big and versatile enough to, to guard multiple spots. So he connects a lot of our lineups. Um, when we play two bigs, we can have him at the three or, or you can play him at the four. So he's, he's been really helpful for us this year and we'd love to get him on the roster. And we'll see what happens. So Ty Jerome is at 45 games. He's played in 42. He has been active, didn't play in three of those games. So he's got a handful of games left. And let's face it, the guy who's probably going to be replacing him was the trade for Gary Payton II. Do you think we've seen the last of Anthony Lamb? Yes or no, Ray? No. Because how many options do they have? I mean, it's not. I mean, they they basically turned down the buyout buyout market because they said there wasn't anything much there, and I don't know that Steve Kerr would have gone to the length of saying how important he is if he wasn't important. I think there are minutes there for him, and I think they will find a way to create space for him to get those because I don't know what the alternative is. He might not be. Um, Top eight rotate, top eight or top nine guy, but the Warriors have always been deeper than this, and I think Lamb's made himself something of a made guy here. So I, I think they will keep him, figure out a way to do that. They will, and they should. Now, Tionis is going to have to clear a ten day contract, but that's going to go by in the blink of an eye. I mean, what they signed him, and they already sent him right back down to to. to to the C-dubs, right? I mean, they already sent him like right back down to the G-League team, so. I think I called him back up today. Well, then it's... I mean, the I... Keonis era is here. Well, there you go. Keonis. Whatever. <laughs> Quite an era, then. But, look, the Warriors right now have a... You know, I, I just... I don't want to hear about how... Like, Kerr suggested that having won five in a row at home Having gotten a little something going, that working Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala back into the mix might have been part of the reason why they 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 struggled in Los Angeles. I think this is the uh, the soundbite where Kerr's alluding to that. Well, there's no process with Steph, but there's a process lineup wise. You know, you win win five in a row playing a lineup and and different combinations, and then that uh, that changes. Um, so it's just, you know, you got to get used to the new rotations. Probably tough for Jordan to come off the bench after starting for, for a, a number of games, but um, it's all part of it. You know, we just have to uh, to stay with it, and I like where we are overall. We just got to keep going. Look, and I, I appreciate what he's trying to say there. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about how these delicate it is to fit these freaking pieces together. Are you kidding me? It shouldn't take any time at all. It shouldn't even take one trip up the court to put, bring Steph Curry back into a system that has literally made him the longest tenured player with one team in the NBA and the entire system is built around. 
And when it comes to Andre Iguodala integrating him, he's played 19 years in this league. Andre Iguodala should take zero time reacclimating to the lineup. I mean, that's the whole point of having a guy who's been around for 19 years. We can just throw him in there. It's no big deal. He hits the ground running. And if he can't hit the ground running, he should have been running with this team weeks ago. Well, he couldn't because he has brittle bone disease. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is going on? What the hell's going on? Here it is. It's crunch time. It's get it right time right now. There's not a lot of time to Rubik's Cube this bad boy anymore. You better have it all. One side is one color and the other side is that. It needs to fit now. Here we are. I think you would not have seen very much Andre Iguodala last night if Jonathan Kaminga had given them more quality minutes instead of the the minimal performance he had. And I'm not trying to dog him. He just had a bad game. And that's going to happen to anybody. But I think he would have gotten 23, 24 minutes if he'd given them the kind of play that he normally does. I, I think he had an awful game, him. in which case Kerr said, I don't I can't trust him tonight against this team because we're not getting anything. I wish we could remove the safety net of, oh, well, I'm just going to go to Iguodala then. Like, because to me, but, the only way Kaminga gets better is to play through his dauber down games. But it's not about making Kaminga better right now. It's about making the team better. And if Kaminga's having a bad game, playing him more on that night isn't useful. That's why. It's not about a safety net. It's about give me minutes that I can value. And he didn't do that last night. Right, but there was all of this season, which were games that were being thrown away in real time that were that were supposed to be too valuable then to play him through. At some point, you're going to have to stub your toe on in the middle of the night. Not, not now. Not now you can't. You earn the minutes you get. It's as simple as that. He didn't earn very many minutes last night because he didn't play very well. Tomorrow night could be a radically different thing. But that's the problem. Well, you know, when you're that young is you're not playing you're not playing for Detroit where you can just have minutes because well, we need to see what you can do. It's we need to see what you can do for us right now. That's the Kaminga experience. That's why that's why Wiseman's not here anymore. They couldn't wait for him to develop while they're trying to repeat as champions. Right. Then they should have been more aggressive at the trade deadline or the buyout market because they decided to stay in the exact same problem that they are, you're saying, can't be. They don't have the, they didn't have the time. They don't have the time to work through the problems their young roster gives them, but they did nothing to veteran up their own roster. Because they're cap strangled. That's the other problem here. It should, nothing is in isolation. They can't, you know, make a deal at the trade deadline the way some other teams can because they can't fit them under their cap because they're so laden down with tax. They were, and we knew how limited their options were before the trade deadline even started becoming a conversation. I mean, they were locked into this roster and they were hoping that they would get more out of Weissman and Moody and whatever else. They've gotten more out of Kaminga than I think they expected. Last night was simply a night where he didn't play well. And if you don't play well when you're trying to win games, you shouldn't get minutes. Like there's a part of me that totally understands that conceptually. There's another part of me that says, hey, well, this guy is an NBA player. 
And when NBA players don't play well, the solution isn't, we'll get them off the court as fast as humanly possible. There's no way that they could turn this game around tonight. Oh, get him out of there. Just get him out of there. If you play him, that one guy, that one guy is literally going to undo everything that we have done tonight. And in the last few weeks, and even though he just went 19-11 and 11 in back-to-back games and is playing some of the best basketball of his young career, he had a rough eight-minute stretch here. Get him out of the game. Get him off the floor. I don't want to see him again tonight. Like, this is a really weird way to develop anyone. Well, they're not at the developing stage. Well, they should have been, and he should be a delivered player by now. Well, Again, there's this balance beam of nonsense that they decide to serve up however best it suits them. But it's not nonsense. I mean, just, what, what, is, what is the benefit for them not playing a guy who's playing well? There is not. I don't know. What was the benefit for carrying Andre Iguodala on a roster that was dying for one more active player all year? I couldn't explain it, but they did it. How could a team need one more veteran presence yeah. that has the oldest DNA of any roster in basketball? You have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, but you need another veteran guy going, come on, everyone, listen to Coach. He knows what to do. It's uh, Anyways, they're a very good basketball team, but they get frustrating at times. Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 The Game. We got much more coming up here. We're brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. It is good to have you here. We got an awful lot still coming up over the next oh, hour and 45 minutes. Plenty of things to get into. Just look at everything that's about to happen, Ray. This is one of the great sports times of the entire calendar year. We are six days away from Selection Sunday. Yeah, baby. Love me some NCAA tournament. Love me sports with a map. Six days away from Selection Sunday. The NCAA's first round tips off in exactly 10 days. Opening day across Major League Baseball is 24 days away. The Final Four is 26 days away. The opening round of the Masters is a month away, 31 days away. The NBA's play-in tournament, 36 days away. 
The NBA playoffs begin in 40 days. The NFL draft is in 53 days. I mean, we are about to get on the fast track of a lot of sports news over the next month and a half or so. So I'm all about it. I'm here for it. And uh, we've already got the NFL machine rumbling once again, Ray. A lot of things happening around the league today, and I want to get into it before we get back and do the the Warriors and who's playing, who's not playing, and what they've got to do in their next three games. And what they need to do in their next three games is go 2-1. and one. I don't care how they do it. What permutation of wins and losses. Going 2-1 and one in the next three would just be Jim Dandy. We'll get into all that in a minute. Derek Carr is a New Orleans Saint. He is a New Orleans Saint. And look, all I got to tell you is that the Raiders, it feels like they are about to catch a level of, of reality that I don't know if a lot of Raiders fans are, are ready for. Because Derek Carr was always billed as like one of the chief problems with the Raiders, where I thought he was among the least of their problems. Um. We'll see what he looks like as he instantly now steps into a division where he is the best quarterback in that division from day one. I'm not saying he was the least quarterback in the AFC West, but no one's taken him ahead of Herbert or Mahomes. And so now the question is, what do you think of Russell Wilson? And there's a debate to be had there. Obviously, it wasn't a very good year for Russell Wilson. But it wasn't a good enough year to keep Derek Carr in Las Vegas, so he is now with the Saints. Uh, he knows Dennis Allen. I don't even know if that's a good thing, Ray. But they know each other. They work together in one incredibly unproductive two years. One year did they have together? One year? It it, it didn't last long. No. It didn't last long. Next thing you know, there was Tony Sperano burying footballs in Alameda. And that's when the winning began, Ray. That's when winning time arrived. Is that way it did? That's, that's <laughs> the way it went down. Um... Look, good for Derek Carr. He gets a fresh start on a competent team. But this now leaves, you know, the Raiders very much in a state of suspended animation on their quarterback decision. What do you think happens? Who is the Raiders quarterback next year? Because Aaron Rodgers, man, that's going to take some real financial razzle-dazzle to make that fit if that is really the direction they're thinking of going in. And it sounds like the New York Jets are going to be very hot and heavy after Aaron Rodgers, after all. Are we about to get Las Vegas Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo era? Is that is that what we're looking at here? Could be. Uh, he could still end up with the Jets. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Garoppolo is first on the market although the market is starting to thin out a bit. Josh McDaniels and he got history. You know what? I don't know if that matters. I mean, because I think Carr went to the place that offered him the best package. I think ultimately you're talking about, get me some money. And I think, you know, based on what I've been able to read is that Carr didn't want to wait much longer to find out what the Jets were or going to, or, or not going to offer him. They got he got something concrete from New Orleans and decided to act on it. So I think Garoppolo goes where where the money tells him to go. I mean, it's not this is not just a team chooses and player happily flits along. They've got to come up with money. And one of the things we know about the Raiders is they'll spend money, but they don't spend it consistently, and they don't spend it wisely. Garoppolo is so, looking at three options, really, if you think about it. It's going to be. The Las Vegas Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Doesn't that feel? It feels like one of those three are in his future. And if you're the Raiders, I think you're signing Garoppolo and you're drafting a quarterback to develop, which sort of puts Jimmy in the same situation he just gets out of here in San Francisco. Uh, I, I this this is this is an inflection point for the Raiders. You're about to find out that either Jimmy or well. You're about to find out that Derek Carr wasn't nearly the center of your troubles that you believed he was. Or we're going to possibly, and this is what would just be hysterical, if all of a sudden Raiders fans who used to dog Jimmy Garoppolo are serving up takes of like glass half full Jimmy Gatorade because he's now their quarterback. Oh, I think they'll find a way to complain about it too. I mean, they're not. They're not unique in the fan game. Oh, by the way, uh, Dennis Allen's uh, relationship with Derek Carr was four games. Four magical yeah. football games. Yeah, he got fired the bye week of Carr's rookie year. Felt about right. Well, I mean, he got handed a bad roster and he couldn't make it any better. So he got he got a year and change, I think. Here's what we do know the Raiders have. The Raiders have one of the better running backs in football guaranteed to return to them. They did tag Josh Jacobs. That's going to give him a $10 million contract, by the way. 10.1 is the running back tag, so good for Josh Jacobs. Uh, They will, I guess, according to Vic Tafer, try to continue to hammer out some sort of long-term agreement. If I'm Josh Jacobs, I'm really cool playing on a franchise tag and seeing what you can do again. It's a really good payday. You can't it, complain about a franchise tag. It it is, but it isn't. It's you know the way running backs don't get paid anymore. He he might have found that you know this ends up being a dead end. Well, it's here's the way, the thing. it's probably going to end up being a dead end for Tony Pollard in Dallas too. Does he get hurt? Yes or no? If he doesn't get hurt this year and has another good year, it it this year represents probably the biggest amount of money he'll ever make over a single year because. That's just sort of the way it goes with running backs these days. Did you hear that Derrick Henry is being dangled by yeah. the Tennessee Titans? I mean, there's your lesson right there. It's that teams will tend to get rid of a guy, a running back, at least a year, if not two years, before the sell-by date. So that's why I say Jacobs may, you know, get the franchise tag and he got $10 million, But if he has a good year, I don't know that it necessarily means he's going to all of a sudden break the bank because the Raiders might franchise him again next year. If you're the 49ers, do you kick the tires on Derrick Henry? No, why? Because Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey are the two scariest... That's that's the scariest backfield in, in football history among them, um, without even seeing it yet. I can already guarantee you a level of that's ferocious. Sure, but at what cost? I don't know. First, I, no, I, no, I not, no, not just financial... How many handoffs do you want to provide in a game? I don't think Kyle Shanahan... 35 is the okay. starting bare minimum number for every Kyle Shanahan okay. game he ever has coached or will coach but, but in he's the got But he's got Elijah Mitchell for a lot less money. He does. So I'm not sure that, that Derrick Henry fits the plan. Because Derrick Henry is a high-volume guy. And his usefulness depends on him being a high-volume guy. So now you're not talking about 35 rushes a game. You're talking about 50. Because you're not going to take carries away from McCaffrey. I think you're looking to split the difference between the two all year long, to be totally honest with you. You don't want either of those guys touching the ball 20 times a game. You oh, have 22 I mean, football games to play. 
21 game, whatever it is, to go to the, the Super Bowl. After you go through an 18, 17 game NFL regular season. 17 still, not 18 yet. But, I mean, there is an awful lot of football in front of you. What's the one lesson we've learned? Every single 49er gets hurt at least five times a year. So, Derrick Henry basically doesn't get hurt at any point in time. I, I'm just throwing it out there. No, For I'm a not, team that I'm, loves to run the football, find me a better thunder lightning than Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. And I don't want to hear, well, he's going to take eight carries away from that guy. Yeah, that's the point. No, I think the problem is that you need to, I mean, Derrick Henry's effectiveness is based on him being a volume ball carrier. And by volume, I mean 25 to 30. I mean, I think his effectiveness is based on him being Derrick Henry. And he can beat you on the first carry of the day as much as the final carry of the day. And we all know he gets more powerful as the game goes along. But I would It's like ordering a five decker tuna sandwich. You don't need that much tuna. They have other needs. And that money should be applied to the offensive line and frankly to some of the members of the defensive line, either to improve them or enhance their paychecks because that's where the 49ers win games. Hey, just throwing it out there. I'm not I'm not yelling at you. For team for for team run the ball always and forever. I, I think I could make it work. I don't know about a cap situation, but the two of them in the same backfield, yeah, I can make that work, especially when I'm taking Christian McCaffrey and lining him up at the most dangerous position he might occupy, which is slot receiver. Eh? Okay. Uh, so there's all that happening. By the way, uh, if you are interested in Nick Bosa repeating as Defensive Player of the Year, you can get him at 10-1 to 1 right now. The fourth best odds to repeat as defensive player of the year. TJ Watt going off at five to one. Micah Parsons, six to one. Miles Garrett, nine to one. The other bits of NFL news that we have for you today, Dove Kleiman says that he heard, according to Rich Eisen, that Philip Rivers contacted the 49ers and Dolphins about coming out of retirement late last season and might still be offering his services around the NFL this offseason. Uh, he's well-rested, Ray. There's no doubt about that. Philip Rivers? He's watching nine kids. Nobody's well-rested in those situations. Well, I'm going to say this. He's made enough money to where he ain't the one watching them. He's there. He's around them, I'm sure. He's a great dad. They've also got help. At nine kids, how could you not have help? Um, Philip Rivers, though? I mean, that, it, that, he's got that ship is sailed written all over, uh, like, all over him, right? I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not doing that. I mean, the Dolphins needed somebody last year when Tua got hurt, and they weren't interested. I, I Yeah, I think that boat sailed. The other bit of news today is that uh, Geno Smith has been paid and will be sticking around Seattle for at least three more years, according to the contract that pays him three years and $105 million. Geno Smith had himself a hell of a year in Seattle. He really did. He deserves that. He earned it. So we will see what he represents as far as Thorn in the 49ers side goes for at least three more years here. And the NFL carousel has begun spinning. Again, we are 53 days away from the NFL draft. And if I just could, not to, not to pile on, but if it happened to the 49ers, we'd be crushing them. The way that the Raiders basically took the great quarter, the, the, the single most productive quarterback they've ever had and squandered almost the entirety of his career is staggering. It really is one of the 
put it in the time capsule, that's a great way to tell the story about the Raiders. It really truly is. In 2016, you know, Raiders are in peak Jack Del Rio, peak Reggie McKenzie mode. You got Khalil Mack winning Defensive Player of the Year. And in 2016, you got Carr nearly throwing for 4,000 yards with a lot of touchdowns and very few interceptions. You got Latavius Murray at his best. You got Crabtree. You got Amari Cooper. You got the best of Slot Roberts. Remember Seth Roberts, right? Remember? Seth Roberts, yes, yes I do. You didn't call him Slot Roberts and all the odes to columns you wrote about how great he was that year? no point. No. Did you ever write a column about Marquette King being the dancing punter? Uh, I wrote a column about Marquette King, but not specifically about that. Well, I mean, Marquette King was dancing after punts. That's how good things were for the Raiders in 2016. The one good and decent year the Raiders actually had with Derek Carr. The season ended in the wild card with Connor Cook throwing three interceptions in Houston because, of course, Derek Carr broke his ankle. And that was too bad. That was really, really too bad. That was the best year that they had. That was the best team that they had. And everything around that moment of 2016 has basically been a massive headache or a relocation season or a weird year or a something or a whatever or it's always the freaking Raiders. Or a team where they couldn't tackle, which was every year. It just about every single year. So I'm not saying you could have gotten any of this for Derek Carr, Ray, but you could have gotten something for Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr traded gets you something. What is that something? I don't know. But if that is something and not nothing, something is by definition better than nothing. Sam Darnold got traded for a second, fourth, and sixth rounder. Now, you're not getting all that for Derek Carr, obviously, but you're going to get something. Carson Wentz got traded for a first and a third. Wentz got traded again for essentially two third rounders. Matt Ryan got traded for a third round pick. The Raiders got nothing for Derek Carr because of the way that they structured his deal. They were forced to release a player and couldn't get anything in the trade because of how they structured their new contract, which they were in total control over. Like they they had a chance to build a new last contract for Derek Carr that gave them control or gave him all the control and they gave him all the control and Derek Carr, after setting every significant passing record in team history, leaves for nothing. That is a massive, massive, you guys screwed up basically the entire, like all of that. You basically screwed up all of that. Some of it, I could understand. All of it, that's impressive. Um, they screwed this up, but in fairness, and I'm not trying to be fair to the Raiders, but... What happened with Derek Carr was they loved him, meaning Mark Davis loved him, until the minute he hated him. That's when they decided we can't have this guy anymore. It's almost as if they signed the contract because they thought this is our ticket to ride. And then all of a sudden Mark Davis says, I don't want to look at this anymore. And immediately says, find a way to get rid of him. Well, we can't find a way to get rid of him because you signed him to this massive deal with a no-trade clause. And that's what happens when owners get too involved, which is they start to make decisions based on emotion rather than logic. And but, uh, well, let, let me, me finish. finish. Let me finish. The logic is either 
don't give him the no trade clause to begin with, in which case maybe he walks, or give it to him and then decide that you're going to ride with him. They did the one thing you can't do with a guy with a no trade contract is they quit on him. What do you think? Mark Davis really did when he walked in and said, like, okay, restructure, get, get, give me Derek Carr. Do you think he got into the particulars of the no trade and all that stuff? Do you think Mark Davis says anything other than keep him, don't keep him? Do you think he's in the minutia of the contractual details? Because if he is, oh, my God, it's a freaking flaming disaster of unmitigated proportions, and the man has no business negotiating at that level, or it's the GM's fault. Well, the GM is not going to do that deal without the owner knowing about it. And at some point, Mark Davis could have said, I don't like the no trade clause. But he signed off on all of it because he does at least pay that much attention. He might not be the guy talking with the agent. But when the agent says, I want a no trade clause, Mark Davis is going to know that the no trade clause has been requested. And, right, and that's where you got to say, well, we can't do that. Well, he didn't, though. That's the point. That's why they got in the jam they got in. You fall in love with a guy enough to give him basically the works. And then all of a sudden, like minutes later, you're going, no, I hate him. What am I thinking? That's where the failure was. It's that the owner got angry that Carr wasn't saving them from their own shortcomings. And that he turned on him. And that's how they got in the situation they're in now. One where their situation, where they are now is they got a franchise-tagged running back. They've got one of the best wide receiver-tight end combinations in all of football. And the quarterback is TBD. Unless you're rolling with Stidham. Well, that's why they are in the position they're in today. You're going to roll with Stidham? You're going to seriously make the overtures to do a deal with Green Bay? Again, I've read a couple of articles that just say that is almost a financial near impossibility. You cannot add the price of... Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders and expect to keep any semblance of a football team which needs more help in just about everywhere a football team could actually need help. Hello, Mark Grandy. Uh, doesn't matter all that much, but Stidham is also a free agent, so he's not a Raider currently. Hey! So it's really up for grabs, right? I mean, they're... Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the best thing that could happen to the Raiders at this point. because If the Raiders don't end up with Jimmy Garoppolo... They're either going to play the player that they drafted, which is going to crush him right from the get-go, or what? Andy Dalton, and good luck with that? Is that what we're talking about here? That's probably what you're talking about. Well, it's a good thing there are a lot of -of out-of-town customers in the city of Las Vegas, because that's not giving much of a hometown fan base very much to root for. So you can have either Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson now paired with Sean Payton or Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, I, let's, let's hope the Raiders can do better than that. Ian Rappaport today on NFL Network was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo having several options out there. You know, the Raiders and Garoppolo make some sense. Uh, if the Jets don't get Rodgers, that makes some sense, too. Panthers also make, like... Garoppolo is in a really good spot. I think he's going to have several offers. The money will will be enough to where it's certainly more than respectable. But like, he's a good, solid starter. Um, and for the Jets, like, if he's just let's say he's the 16th best quarterback, 16th to 20th in the NFL. To me, that makes the Jets a playoff contender based on what they have around them. 
So now I guess the Raiders and New York Jets are running a race and the prize is Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, I don't think that's the prize. <laughs> I think that's probably the fallback position. I think they both sort of fancy themselves as players in the Rodgers sweepstakes. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders, figuring out that they can't get Rodgers, would try to talk Tom Brady out of retirement. Because that's what they do every time they get a chance, which is do a goofy thing that sets their progress back yet another two or three years. They're not to be trusted, is what I'm saying. Having said all that, a year of Tom Brady would be the single greatest thing that has happened to the Raiders since they were allowed to build Allegiant Stadium, right? I mean, that would be that would be a godsend for the franchise. Until they, he's carted off in week five. But whatever. Because they can't protect him. You, you, not, like the, you said, the man never gets hurt. Uh, uh, sacked or not, I've never seen Tom Brady carted off anywhere. Except for when he tore his ACL back in, what, 2002? six or whatever the hell that was. I'm saying the Raiders don't protect any of their quarterbacks. That's why one of the reasons Derek Carr's no longer there because they couldn't protect him. I don't know that I want a 46-year-old quarterback behind that offensive line. You wouldn't think it would be ideal, but again, what choices do they actually have? We got much more. Our, our, our longest segment of the entire day, commercial uninterrupted uninterrupt whatever i'm trying to say it's the longest segment of the entire afternoon you will be rewarded with it next if you consider such a thing such a reward damon and rattle here on 95 7 the game we got the warriors playing a couple of big road games and about of monstrous an opponent in their next home game we're going to talk about these next three games when we come on back here on 95 7 the game brought to you by fremont bank full service banking no compromises after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto with you here on a Monday afternoon. If you want to win a pair of tickets to see the Warriors and Spurs March 31st at Chase Center, all you got to do is download the Odyssey app and listen to 957thegame.com. The longer you listen, the more you got an opportunity to win. You get one entry for every hour you spend streaming or listening to us, up to eight entries per day. So just download the Odyssey app right now. What are you waiting for? It could get you into an NBA game gratis a little bit later on. Coming up at the end of the month, Warriors and Spurs. For all tickets, you can go to warriors.com for everything that you need. And, Ray, what the Warriors need is to go 2-1 and one in their next three games. You know, we've been breaking these games up into sections and bits. We started counting the final 35 games of the year. That countdown clock began with a win over Memphis, 122-120 at Chase Center, all the way back on January 25th. And so far, in their remaining 35 games, they're a respectable 11-7, considering an awful lot of that has happened without Steph Curry. An awful lot of that now is happening without Andrew Wiggins. In their remaining 18 home games so far... We predicted they needed to go like fourteen and four. They're on pace. They're uh, eleven and they're 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 ten and one. In their seventeen remaining road games, we said they got to go at least five and twelve. Well, they're on pace for that too. They're one and seven. Their next two games are out on the road. They're at Oklahoma City tomorrow. They're at Memphis on Thursday. And Ray, as we're talking about John Morant's two game suspension, guess what? That's one of the games. John Morant's going to be suspended for this Warriors game. Uh, advantage Warriors, you would think. Warriors have two road games at Oklahoma City, at Memphis on Tuesday, Thursday. On Saturday, they're home to the NBA's best team, the Milwaukee Bucks. So go two and one in your next three. In any way you want to slice it, I'm good with it. I really, truly am. You win two road games and then lose at home to maybe the best team in the NBA? Sure. Cool. I can live with that. You beat Oklahoma City like you should. You lose in Memphis. It wouldn't be great. But then you get a statement win against Milwaukee. Cool. I'm cool with that. Lose in Oklahoma City because your eye wasn't on the prize. But then you turn around and you win in Memphis who can't play John Morant. And you beat Milwaukee. Okay, cool with that too. Um, not to interrupt, but uh, Mark Grandy was in my ear and he is correct. If this is only a two-game suspension for John Morant, he is eligible to play against the Warriors on Thursday. Oh, he sat out already against the Clippers? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. All right. So it's going to be more than a two-game suspension, boys and girls. There's just well, no other probably, way to say that. But yeah. I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you very much. Well, Mark Randy wanted to clarify it. He passed the information on to you, and here we are. Well, he couldn't trust it with you. I would, you know, smart guy. Um, and he couldn't trust it with me either, but I was the only other set of ears in the room. Probably would have told Lucas. Ramona Shelburne. Colorado police investigating John Morant. From this morning, ESPN has learned that the Instagram video from the strip club happened at a quote-unquote gentleman's club. And if you're going to have a gentleman's club, please make sure you name it Shotgun Willies. 
Because nothing quite says nothing but gentlemen in here. Quite like a place called Shotgun Willies. That was the name of the strip club. Uh, so it looks like he had a gun in Shotgun Willies. Um, it looked like he may have been drinking, although you can't prove that at Shotgun Willies. Colorado is an open carry state, although there are exceptions to the law, including carrying on a firearm on federal property. Uh, it is illegal in Colorado to possess a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. Again, can't prove that. The real question is, is does John Morant have these guns on his person on the team plane, the team bus, or in the team's locker room? And if the answer to any of those questions is yes, he had it on him and he didn't have one of his lackeys carrying it for him. John Moran is going to be in a level of trouble that I don't think he thought would be coming to him. And as you said earlier, Ray, precedent is not, you know, a law of the land to be interpreted as this is the only outcome available. But when Gilbert Arenas was attached to weapons in an NBA locker room, he got a 50-game suspension. I don't know what Ja's looking at, but I don't think he's looking at the court Thursday night when the Warriors come to Memphis. I think it's unlikely. You're right. Um, I also, if I remember correctly, the the Gilbert Arena suspension happened on David Stern's watch. And if it did, he was far more the disciplinarian than Adam Silver is. Now, again, we know so little about the process here that assuming anything is wrong. But I think the Gilbert Arenas thing is... A helpful rubric, but it's not binding because none of these things are ever binding because commissioners like to keep that stuff flexible in case they need to either apply more or apply less. Plus, I also don't know how much of this is under the purview of the union and the CBA. So my guess is as good as mine and my guess stinks. So if you're the union and... So any concept of not bringing a gun into a locker room or an NBA facility, the union has agreed to that, and they've done it for the safety of their own union. I mean, at one point, you have to be the union for every player in the locker room without a gun, not for the one guy in the locker room possibly with a gun, right? Logically. So, I mean, I don't know if the union can come swooping in here to help Ja with what he needs here. It sounds like John Morant needs to help Ja through what he is doing here. And he is having an identity crisis. Um, There is a story, and I'm loath to use this website because it's usually lunatics. It's OutKick. But they quote Gilbert Arenas as defending Ja Morant and, and saying that the Grizzlies owner, Robert Para, should pretend that he didn't see the gun video. Oh, because pleading ignorance is the right way to solve this problem? Um, Yeah, I don't think that Robert Parra is going to do that. And even if he wanted to, if the NBA is involved, the NBA will make that call. Not the Grizzlies. If the the Grizzlies wanted to keep this in-house, that ship has left the harbor. Yeah, it's more than, yeah. And the reason why it left the harbor is because Ja decided to press send on an Instagram Live. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, this apparently happened uh, yesterday. I missed this completely, but yeah, Gilbert 
has managed to find the one place where he, of all people, shouldn't be standing. Would you like some of the worst advice possible? Well, here's Gilbert Arenas. And I like Gilbert. I do. But I don't think he's the right guy to talk about this. Look, oh, I think he probably would be. I just think his advice is stupid. Well, yeah, which means he, he didn't quite learn the lessons of said incident. Here's the right way to go about this. You are a insulated, protected level of investment for an NBA team, which could end up being about a half a billion dollars to the good to your bank account if you just stop acting like a moron. There's some really good advice from Uncle Damon. All you need to do is stop going about acting like a southern racist man's worst stereotype of a young black man and the future is yours. All, all you need to do is not this and your future is assured. Yeah, it, David Stern was the commissioner then. So, as I said, one more, one more apparent precedent available to be reinterpreted. Uh, we'll be talking about Adam Silver in just a second here but real quick tom in sonoma you're on 95.7 the game tom hello hey guys how you doing thank you for letting me make a comment here you got it um i think you i think you're missing a couple of points here the most important point is inner transfer of a weapon and it is a federal offense if he took that weapon from Memphis and carried it to Colorado, he's in deeper water than you think because he broke numerous federal laws. And they're always thinking about possession. Well, if you pull the gun out of your pants and you put it back in your pants, that's possession. So you own it. So that's why I just want to make a point that interstate transportation of an illegal weapon or weapon of any kind is against the federal law. So he's got big problems. Thank you so much. I'll take your comments offline. If that is indeed, Tom, what he did, yeah. That's why the NBA is hitting the pause here and saying that this is an indefinite suspension. It was originally billed as two games. It's now indefinite. And the NBA is conducting an investigation, which again, what Ja is looking at, because all of this happened on a road trip. Memphis has been in Houston, Los Angeles, and in Denver. They got another game coming up on the road before they finally return home to play the Warriors on Thursday. So uh, the reality that could be creeping up on John Morant and slapping him in the face here is something that I don't think he calculated. Almost the same way. There's no way, Ray, that Plexico Burris thought that that gun going off in his sweatpants was going to rob him of his freedom and his career in sports. But it did. Um, stay. How about this? Stay away from guns if you don't need them. Um, and no NBA player of Jaws ilk needs them. He can afford a security team around him that is so much more of a baller thing to have than a pistol. I mean, any idiot can have a pistol. To have a security team means you've made it. Congrats. <laughs> no, I mean, I again, I, I don't even know if it was his gun. This might be somebody else who carried it across state lines or whatever but, knows? but he's now the one holding the bag right and that's that's the bottom line until we get some far greater clarity on what's happened and what the nba plans to do about it because i don't know that this is one of those that memphis wants to deal with they would rather defer it up the line so that somebody else can be the villain 
what I really hope happens here is that there is a way for Morant to avoid any sort of truly harsh level of punishment and he gets back to the business of being one of the true rising stars in this sport. John Morant should be an MVP candidate. Should not be someone who's being discussed as idiot of the year for choices that he is making. And if his dad could come along and act like the adult in the room, or in the room at some point and not just be some some bootlick fan sitting courtside every night, that would probably be a good thing too. I'm a little more free to judge fathers now that I am one. At least I feel good about it. Welcome to your five o'clock hour, boys and girls. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.